Oh, Sam, it's another beauty. What's the name of this one? So that's really pretty, isn't it? That um, it, Its name isn't quite as pretty as the song somehow. <laughs> it's called Frog Licker, as in to lick <laughs> a frog. <laughs> Fair enough. And there is a frog theme then, isn't there, yes. later on? That's right. So uh, welcome to the Nature's Footnote podcast. And uh, we are going to be talking today a little bit about Lucy Cook, who is one of the new BBC Wildlife presenters and who kind of first came to my attention because she's doing a lot of stuff about frogs. She is the original amphibian avenger, isn't she? That's right. She needs some sort of... Ca- I always imagined her having some sort of cape or some yeah, sort of outfit. Yeah, she, she did, her old Twitter profile pic was her with a frog mask and a cape on. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, awesome. <laughs> so we'll look forward to reviewing that a little bit later on. We will be doing our normal good news, bad news. I've yep. got a really bad one, but I suspect... Oh! I think I know what your good news is, because if it's not what I think it is, there's something deeply wrong. Oh, no. Um, we might okay. have to re-record it. Honestly, I know. I know. <laughs> I know it can only be one thing with you. Anyway, uh, oh, we will also be doing... I've done an outside broadcast today, Sam. Yay! I know, I know. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's not about silverfish, but actually it's not that far away from silverfish, <laughs> if I'm totally honest. Uh, so we will be doing that, and then we'll be talking some other bits and bobs as well what about any feedback i can't even remember what we talked about last time didn't i have a rant about you um, had the best rant ever about (laughs) bear grills um and uh, my friend another sam uh said it was one of the best things he'd ever heard so yay i hope we get more ranting today i don't know are you are you hung over this time uh, no well i I had a had a wedding so i'm only a little bit but yeah i like to think i can i can do anger without alcohol okay that's good (laughs) But That's no, I, I don't think there's any reason, hopefully, for us to get mega angry like that again. Oh, but yeah, I, okay. I, even when I was editing that, I took out quite a lot because I was thinking, oh God, you know, one of these <laughs> people might listen to this. Um, so, so, uh, so yeah, so any, uh, is there, what's going on on the uh, wildlife that we missed? It's all, yeah, it's all quite quiet. And um, the last one was the the bee fly photo from our lovely friend Ryan. We have to say go Ryan again because he's just graduated. Yeah, Yay! that's fantastic. Well done, Winter's Ryan. Really Brilliant. Cool. Yeah. Um. Also, uh, I noticed that Springwatch took that idea. Did you notice? No, this? did yeah, they? They did. They did. I don't know if it was only an online thing, but oh. they started retweeting it. Now I don't think that they have listened to this show and nabbed that idea. <laughs> But I like to think that's a, you know, that is a, a nod to our yeah. skills uh, and our, uh, our ideas, I, at least I hope. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, so, yeah, so we're basically collecting rubbish wildlife pictures, aren't we? So anything that's like flown away, out of focus, a bit fuzzy, um, uh, you can share them with us on Twitter or Facebook and uh, we can add them to our gallery of rubbish wildlife <laughs> photos. Uh, do you want to hear something this is hilarious so you know the BBC last time I said to you oh can I use images for my camera trap because nearly all of them are absolutely rubbish oh yeah and uh, the uh, BBC you know the wildlife photographer of the year yeah so a couple of years ago do you remember the scandal over the winning photo which was uh, some sort of uh, subspecies of wolf jumping yes. over a gate do you remember this yeah, and it I turned out that it was it was actually a tame wolf that had been trained to jump over uh, a gate uh, for right. photos such as this so I was looking at that on my phone and um and letty who's as you know like you know three three and a half she came over and she's looked a little bit sheepish and scared when she saw the picture i was looking at and then she quietly went is that from the camera trap in the garden (laughs) (laughs) you wish oh yeah i love the thought of her you know her just imagining wolves running around literally meters from her bedroom window 
Um, oh, that would be so exciting. So, uh, so there's been lots and lots of news over mm. the past few weeks. What have you selected? Shall I go first with my bad you news? You go first with your bad news and we'll go back to you depress everyone and then I'll try and cheer them up again, shall we? Okay, okay. So it doesn't get much worse than this. So lots and lots of people, um, all of the listeners, you lot out there will know about Nyoka, sorry, neonicotinoids. <laughs> Neocotinoids or neonicotinoids. <laughs> um, it needs to be shortened somehow. Anyway, yeah. these are horrible uh, well, horrible if you're um, if you are uh, you know a, a, an insect or in, in this case a bee. Yeah. A horrible kind of uh, pesticide. In the past, all of the debate has been about you know whether these should be used um, and the real impact that they're having on bees out there. And that's, that seems to be the, the part that's disputed. Even though a bit like with climate change, most scientists agree that this is a real phenomenon. So it's a real chemical that is affecting bees. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Nature reported um, uh, a couple of weeks ago that actually um, by looking at farmland bird declines you can correlate that really nicely with uh, neonicotinoid use Um, and so in other words you know these things aren't just affecting bees they're affecting as you would imagine really they're affecting the other animals in the food chain in this Mm. case farmland birds which are having the most awful declines out there so not good news um, not good news at all. And let's just see, I suppose, whether anyone in the industry or anyone in government is actually going to um, listen to this. You know, this is now birds are involved. Some bigger players, mm. if you like, can get into like RSPB, hopefully. So yeah. let's wait and see. So that is a pretty damning indictment, I suppose, of, of the pesticide uh, industry. So that's my bad news. What is your good news? I wonder. Can it be? Go on. <laughs> well, it's really interesting that you're talking about neonicotinoids. Um, so I've got, I had three little stories. Um, uh, I, there's a really interesting um, I4 blog um, about the work that we talked about in the first episode around wildlife crime and the international stuff around that. And mm. um, we'll put a link up to the I4 blog because the guy from there is actually saying, oh, this might work. This was really good, which is quite exciting. Um, There was a thing I got excited about, uh, some fossil finds in Canada, including fossil hedgehogs, which just was very exciting. And they were 2.5 centimetres long or something ridiculous, like tiny fossil hedgehogs. And my number one story is that um, it's it's on neonicotinoids. Um, So there was a crazy moment where it looked like Syngenta, I think that's how you say it, mm-hmm. um, were going to uh, try and push through um, sort of a bit of a sneaky <laughs> um, way around the ban that's been in place on neonicotinoids. Mm. And they um, it, it was overturned by the amazing Bee Coalition did lots of work on this, um, which is Bog Life and bee, lots of bee conservation people who did a lot of campaigning. And... Um, they retracted, so Syngenta retracted its use, its request to use, oh God, I can't even get the words out. It basically retracted the sort of sneaky little appeal it was trying to do to the government to go and, oh, go on, let us use it, go on, kind of by the back door. Um, and actually, I also um, kind of related to that, um, the honeybee numbers are actually doing quite well at the moment, which mm. is a bit of a change from the normal bee news, which is that it's all just going to hell in a handbasket and it's already dreadful. So there has been some good bee news nice month, which is really good nice nice sam it's not at all that is not at all the good news i thought you were going to really? give is it because you're you're trying to be all like sort of bb bbc impartial and professional i no. thought you might mention 
um, about a certain key character in government getting the boot and then oh. going going mad and just having a little sissy fit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we missed a rant opportunity. Oh, we did. We did. Well, no. you know, I'm, we're not going to... Let's not... Let, to be honest, there's so much wonderful ranting going on about... Well, from Owen Patterson, uh, you know, our beleaguered and now beaten um, former environment secretary. So uh, it's brilliant. The green blob thing is wonderful. Yeah, I don't understand the green this. blob thing. No, what's the green blob oh, thing? Oh, it's just hilarious. So, I mean, this comes really from Michael Gove, who was talking about these bureaucrats. Basically, he's talking about opposition, but these bureaucrats in the education system who, uh, you know, professors and people like that, who every single turn will stop Michael Gove putting in place his ridiculous and absurd plans. Because we so, could also um, have a party that he's no longer education yeah, yeah, there, absolutely, he was amazing. Doing crazy stuff with the curriculum and nature so, and things. So Owen Patterson, Opats, is kind of his view. I think was like, yeah, I, I, I also have opposition, just like Gove, and I'm going to call them the Green Blob. So uh, you know, <laughs> Gove calls his the Blob, so ours is the Green Blob, um, and you know, basically, it's it's. It's absolutely ridiculous. So, you know, he calls them self-serving and things like that. And yes, to agree, naturally, these are organisations that want to sustain their um, their staff members. Um, yeah. But, you know, it just, it's just a class everyone in this green blob category is That's just really hilarious. That's really funny. I, I said, like, okay, yeah, we're the green blob. And we yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I said uh, I'd rather be a colonial protozoan than a political dinosaur or something like that and like awesome. it's just lovely stuff like that you know where where, where you'd think he would learn from the, the you know the badges and the goalposts thing you know oh they're actually God. saying sometimes mouthing off and just say, speaking your mind you know fair enough there are some people on the far right probably who are like oh good for him for speaking out but most normal people listen to stuff like that and just think what a buffoon they're not yeah. even going to think what a nasty man but what a, a buffoon and this yeah. guy had for two years he had the, the the biggest top job i suppose to, to represent the environment and all the way along you know that was his attitude and wow good I, I don't say this lightly. I was going to say good riddance, but I don't mean that. But like, mm. let's just see what Liz Truss um, yeah. can, can do and whether she can find or strike or at least have dialogue in the middle ground somewhere. So we wait and uh, I suppose we wait to see. Yeah, so that was me be- being really impartial and very, very not political there and in no way getting across how I feel <laughs> about these issues. Did I do yeah. a good job, Sam? That was very neutral, actually. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't tell um, how you felt. Oh dear. So um so yeah that is that is uh that is another <laughs> that's another bit of good news. That's I would a say. really good bit of good news, isn't it? So actually I think does the good news win this month? Is that kind of it's quite good, isn't it? I think really? so. Oh absolutely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now talking good. of um blood sucking parasites, um <laughs> I did my outside broadcast. <laughs> awesome. Um and now I'm not sure it's a good one. I think I you know, I I, I we will have to wait and see. I'll I'll wait for your judgment on this. Mm-hmm. Um, How were your excitement place. levels? Did you um did you control I, yourself? I didn't never I was never orgasmic quite okay. in the same way as you've been recently. <laughs> but it's a great animal and one that I'd never really learnt about before. So uh see what you think. Off we go to beautiful Peterborough. So, <laughs> you might remember a few podcasts ago when I said uh, I was thinking about doing a little 
outside broadcast when I saw a silverfish under a towel in my bathroom in the middle of the night and almost reached for the phone, started doing some recording. And you mocked me. You mocked that idea, I think, anyway. So uh, I've decided to, um, I don't know, relight that flame and search for another very ancient beast, prehistoric beast, quite a small beast, but in its temperament, rather like a, a stalking lion or an ambush crocodile. Okay, first things first, I think I'm going to just set my kit up. So, first of all, I've got um, my ice cream tub, my trusty ice cream tub. Let's get a bit of water in that, first of all. This bit is key. Okay, so, I've got a bit of my nice pond water set up in my ice cream tub. Of course, the next bit of kit is going to have to be a net. So, to find this particular animal, it's going to take a little bit of dipping. So, here we go. Okay, and let's tip this out. It's it's a funny old pond. This it's not, it's not that amazing to look at. But actually, at its edges, it is a feast of life. Nice little water measure a baby on the top. Ah, yes, got it. Okay, I need my precious cowpole spoon. So you don't know about these special kit that I tend to use. So cowpole spoon, nice white spoon, on which we can scoop up. This beautiful animal. Okay, here we go. Get it in the corner and up it goes. Now this, <laughs> this is a wonderful animal. It's about the size of, oh, I don't know, let me think. It's about the size of a grape seed. It is totally, totally tiny. And it is moving around, it's quite disc shaped. It looks like a little flying saucer. And it's, I don't know if it's panicking or whether it always swims like this, but it's going in circle with big loops on this little cowpole spoon. It's incredible to look at. Just looking closely, you can see two little eye spots right at the front. And then it's got a yellow body with black markings all over it. In some ways, it looks like a, a, a stingray. It looks like a ray. Now, only last week did I find out what this was with the, the, the thanks to eye spot. It was in none of my ID books. And it's actually something called a fish louse. Now, a fish louse, there's another one in there, actually, in this little sample. These animals are pretty impressive, actually. I can't believe I've never really stumbled on them before. Every July, they will suddenly hatch out, and they sit on the bottom. I said they were ambush predators. That's exactly what they are. They sit on the bottom, and they wait, and they wait, and they wait, and then as soon as a shadow goes over the top of them, that's it. They're off. They head towards the shadow from behind and latch on for a second to whatever's made that shadow. Now the vast majority of large shadowy animals in this water are of course fish. There are carp in here, but are floods of sticklebacks all over the place. They latch on, the stickleback obviously doesn't like it, and that's often why we see um, these animals jumping out the water. That's often why you see sticklebacks particularly suddenly launch themselves out the water, which is kind of makes sense. I think if I had a blood-sucking crustacean attached to my face, I would probably go, as well. Uh, so that's kind of what the fish are doing without all the noise. Also, it seems that sticklebacks apparently avoid one another. If a stickleback's acting weirdly, like it's got a face hugger attached to it, then the other fish will quickly avoid it because obviously they don't want to catch a disgusting but yet beautiful and really enchanting and weird fish louse on their face. So let's put this water back in. Oh, here we go. 
grab my bits and bobs. Take a lovely little memory of a wonderful little creature. And Sam, it's back to you. Oh, Sam, what did you think? Oh, I loved it. That was great. You were pretty excited, but you didn't go Michael Bolton. <laughs> you know, you yeah, I didn't. To, you managed to contain it, and, uh, and but still have a lot of enthusiasm. So, yeah, what an amazing little weird creature. What do you think of my um, cowpole spoon, that, that my secret's out? Uh, yeah, interesting bit of kit. Is it Works very well, <laughs> because it's got little two little like nobbins underneath. Nobbins or nubbins? I don't know. But either way, it's got two little bits, so you can put it on a flat, you can put the spoon on a flat surface, ah. and it won't tip over and then the animal has an, enough water just to allow get the microscope on it and all of that bit so yeah nice little tip for everyone out there i love it I don't reuse it though which is what's happened to us in the past so emma's like have you been using this oh. cup of spoon for pond animals or not i can't remember <laughs> so um anyway yes 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 so uh i'm glad you enjoyed that i'm going to mention iSpot later on yeah, because yeah. um it's such a good service so um we've talked about uh, a fair few uh things there good news bad news we've uh, had our little fish louse um let's should we talk about talk to the animals which yeah. is the bbc's um new show it's 60 minute shows it started on uh well last thursday sam what did you think it's really interesting i was really happy to see lucy cook um sort of headlining a, a big BBC show like that, yeah. really. Um, we mentioned her at the beginning a little bit, and I first became aware of her because she was doing uh, stuff about frogs um, as the Amphibian Avenger, which is just the coolest name ever. And she went to South America and was doing some research out there and doing lovely little films about chytrid and the threats facing frogs and the horrible hard time that they were having. And then she did some stuff on sloths, didn't she? Or... Sloth. Mm, What's oh yeah. your preferred pronunciation? Yep. I go sloth, sloth, but I know lots of people like sloth, okay. don't they? Sloth, one of those things. Um, <laughs> so you did some stuff on those, and it's been kind of interesting to watch her sort of rise through the ranks, really, um, and to get a fresh face and voice on the on the BBC for wildlife is is just really pretty cool. Just get the feeling there's no airs and graces, I suppose. Like that she's there on merit, she's mm. there on kind of passion. But the word passion or passionate is so mm. overused in wildlife stuff. But she's kind of got um, lots of other things to her game as well. R- really quite engaging, not too sort of hard science. Mm very smiley but every now and then it's almost like i said okay you can't get too passionate but you can say something off script if you like so there's there's a couple of bits that i really like so at one point she's standing in front of a swamp and she goes um she's just talking about hippos she goes i love hippos (laughs) they're such odd balls and you can see like she's cupping her hand she's making a sort of pumping her fists in the background you can see that she's absolutely she definitely definitely means Mm. it whereas i think some people would say a line like that i love hippos they're such oddballs and it would just sound it just wouldn't work so she's got a a, a kind of personality and charisma that's different to some of the other um you know you can imagine charlie hamilton Mm. Gaines or any of those guys necessarily getting away with that but she can just because she's a new face and she doesn't come with the baggage i suppose that some of these guys feel they have to so now i really like that yeah she seems i'd like to go for a glass of wine i think she might be really 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 funny yeah i think she probably thinks she's really funny So at times, at times, you know, when she, you could tell that she was a bit off script, 
it kind of worked really, really, really well. Really good. Really entertaining. I enjoyed watching yeah. it. Is that weird? Like sometimes an hour, I sometimes wonder whether 60 minutes might be a bit too much for these sorts yeah. of um, BBC shows. And they definitely seem to go for these 60 minuters. But I, um, no, it, was, it, was, it kept me really, really interested yeah. actually the whole time. Do you know if what the reviews are like and things? I, know, I saw something in the Telegraph where they were saying that she's, and, and Wendy Dark, who's head of Natural History Unit, and she were kind of saying, we didn't want to go science we wanted something different. We're not mm. sort of trying to replicate David Attenborough. We're trying to sort of have different voices and things. I don't know if that's well received. I don't know if people prefer the science. Do you know what? I, I get the feeling no one's really, really properly... I've never found like a really proper, good natural history review site mm. or anything like that. Um, so I'm just not sure. I mean, like it's, I don't know how it did, but like certainly the Telegraph review was like you know really nice and compl- complimentary yeah. and you know that sort of stuff. My only thing, you know, it's it's not it's good to hear um, the Natural History Unit saying those kinds of things. The only problem with it is is that a lot of that content is delivered the same. So let me uh, like one thing I, I wrote down a few things here. It's the only problem I I. I personally sometimes feel with some of these shows is they are all delivered signposted in such a way as to just i mean when i read out so literally in half an hour her voiceover she says something like i want to explore and then i want to find out Mm. and then a minute later i want to investigate and then i'm looking for Mm. I, i want to see if I'm going to. And then halfway through, so far, I've explored. <laughs> I've found out. I've investigated. I've looked for and I've seen if and I've gone to. Now I want to find out this. Or now I'm going to do this. And, and it's like, if it was, if that was, it, it obviously works because that's why they're repeating this format. But when you read it like that, I can, it kind of makes me think, oh, there must be some other way mm. so that you can be as creative as you want with natural history. And, you know, I implore you to do that. But don't, tread exactly the same boards as a previous program see if there's another way you mm. could do it see whether or not sometimes i kind of wish that natural history programs could be slightly more journalistic at times mm. and that's why they, they i brought what was it called so mm. i brought a rainforest or whatever it's yeah. called that's why that kind of worked quite nicely for me because it wasn't just that that different. same it was different and i think that yeah they're, they're certainly really good at creatively getting the new stories mm. but whether or not that could be something that's looked at I don't know. It just sounds a bit patronising more than anything yeah, else. Yeah, there were little you moments know, like that where teachers it felt a bit patronising-y. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't really and it's not lo- it's not was. Lucy Cook's fault. No. You know, that's a that's a you know a, a proper you know a, a orders from on high, I suppose. But yeah, potentially a bit. Pa- you know, like they will say about teachers, don't they? The way to teach is to tell them what you're going to do, tell them while they're doing it, and then tell them what they've done. Mm. And it's, it's just, it's just yeah. it just screams out that the whole time. But that side, you know, it was like exactly like I said, it was totally enjoyable the noises oh, were absolutely yeah. brilliant yeah. what was your favorite noise i really love i'm a sucker for frogs so i love the frog a bit and i can't even remember what the frog was called but i know that the the tunga tunga i always thought it was tungara is it tungara something I can't remember like how that they but it was it. like the noise and that was the name of the noise of the, that was the frog call kind of thing and then yeah, I, yeah. I always i'm a complete sucker for anyone that can then do an impression of the animal that they're studying and he was they were there doing like little frog noises and i was just like that's really cool and the bit with the hippo was really interesting with the underwater noises yeah um, that was like cool dolphin yeah, whale sort of link like, Thing. There's a lot of play. There's a lot of um, animal trickery going. On, a lot of playing of sounds off speakers yeah. and seeing what the reaction yeah. is. But it's really fascinating when they do that. You wonder whether the hippos sort of look up and just go, "Oh, oh bloody not humans again!" With his speaker. 
Yeah, yeah. No, it was good. It was very good. So, um, if you want to, I, many of you will have already seen it. If not, there is a link on our um, our blog uh, page. But basically, just search for it on iPlayer, yeah. and it's called um, uh, "Talk to the Animals" uh, by the excellent Lucy Cook. Yay. So, uh, what what should we do next time, Wanda? Oh, I don't know. I haven't kind of I haven't got my eye on what's. No, I think this is a quiet period for wildlife Mm. programming. I seem to remember this before. Um, So yeah, basically, listeners, if you anything you want us to um, focus on or review, uh, then let us know. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if there's any mega books coming out. Maybe a book about I don't know such weird things as I'll tell you what. Someone needs to write a book about animal (gasps) sex. That's a great idea. And maybe they need to release it in October, (laughs) and they need to get a really good illustrator as well. Um, So maybe we should review that book. We can as well because we're impartial here. We're really impartial. impartial. Yeah, nothing to do with that. Um, Okay, awesome. So, uh, any little plugs before we finish Uh, up? Well, you've just plugged your book. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) So, when is it? When is the book out, Jules? There is a date. It's October twenty second. So exciting! That is a really proper real date. Really exciting. So yeah. So yeah, be nice. Really good. Sex on Earth by Jules Howard, published by Bloomsbury, illustrated by you know me. Um, we're really, yeah, so we're really they are lovely illustrations really, really nice so really excited. brilliant have you seen like a real paper copy of it yet yeah I keep get, you, you get like uh, they they call them galley prints and they just send them over yeah. and you can you know send them out to people and stuff like that so um, so yeah that's good look out yeah. for that the other plug I was just going to mention iSpot oh, yeah. I mentioned what iSpot obviously iSpot? earlier on so iSpot is just the most wonderful thing in the world so when you find an animal and you don't know what it is you can upload a picture of it um, onto iSpot and literally 20 minutes later or half an hour later loads of proper impressive naturalists will have identified it wow. for you and they all sort of look at each other's identifications and sort of go yeah I'm confident in that That's I'm confident cool. in that so you get like a confidence rating and it's just it never fails to I've used it not many about four or five times but each time I'm, I'm always like no one's going to respond mm. to this like you know how many people out there can straight away tell fi- well actually I guess quite a lot could do the fish louse but either way very very quick you know answers cool. it's absolutely brilliant so it's a really good service it's totally free it's sort of organized by a whole host of people but i think the natural history museum are in mm. there as well open university i think so have you got i any was going to quickly plug um a petition uh <laughs> which just really makes me laugh it's really interesting and weird so one of the episodes we talked about some good news which is the beavers that have like magically appeared in devon mm. which i think have just bred as well and had young yes and there is a bit of a plan to capture them and potentially Mm. cull them i'm not sure but i think because they're not part of an official government trial like the scottish beavers they're worried about disease aren't they so they might cut these badgers might have come from an area where there are badger nasties (laughs) <laughs> sorry, beavers. Sorry, did I just yeah. say badgers? Bloody badgers. Badgers on the um, Beavers. Yeah, they might come from an area where there are yeah, but beaver diseases. Right. So, um, so I think that was their their reason. Anyway, yeah. go on. So there is a petition. If you don't feel that that's right, um, there is a uh, thirty-eight <laughs> degrees petition, which we can give a link to, uh, to save the free beavers or keep the beavers free or something <laughs> like that. So I just thought it's quite it's an interesting, weird conservation one, isn't it? And I guess there are kind of arguments yeah. on both sides. Um, but it was just something that just seemed really great to have wild beavers yeah. and then they might not be there for very long. So yeah, we can put a link up to that. Yep, yeah, sounds awesome. Um, and the other thing, I just thought of something else. So have you ever heard of Focus on Nature? 
Yeah. Or are focused what on nature. What is that? I can't remember what that is. So they are a group of uh, dynamic young yep, conservationists yep, yep. and thinkers, environmental thinkers, I would say. Um, and uh, yeah, really, really interesting um, organisation. But they've got their first conference oh. and it's on the 5th and the 6th of September. I think it's their Brilliant. first conference. Lots of really interesting speakers and like 200 of these young people getting together. Young, by the way, is we aren't I young know. anymore. So young is... is um, 25 yeah young is 30. yeah thir- i think it's something like 16 to 30 or something like that but they're you know they're quite careful to sort of say yeah anyone can yeah. come if you just won't have a yeah. seat <laughs> um no they didn't say that <laughs> um so uh so yeah very very good organization i'll put a link to them and i'm going to be on a panel for the first time in my life oh, how exciting what's that mm, i know i'm terrified about Ooh. it so it's about uh politics in nature and what color is the you know environmental movement or something like that what political <gasps> color so, that's um, really exciting. so yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm not sure what my style will be. Whether I'll be like authoritative, um, older statesman, <laughs> or yeah, whether, uh, old, whether oh I'll God, be like mouthpiece. I'll be in mouthpiece, Bear Grylls mode. Oh. We'll see. We'll it see. How <laughs> or they'll <you> see. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we'll put a link to that as well. Excellent. Um, oh, that's very exciting. As always, listeners, you need to just tell us what you think. Yeah. Give us some feedback. If there's things you want us to review or talk about or cover or plug, you can always give us a Definitely. shout um, as well. And the outside broadcast thing as well. We had, um, it was it Tracy? Yeah, my friend Tracy went off and saw deer in Bushy Park. So yeah, if anyone... And that was great. That. So yeah, honestly, uh, offers out there, if anyone wants to do an outside broadcast, then just give us a shout, yeah. I suppose. So Sam, is there anything um, else? So just the other thing I was just going to mention again was the rubbish wildlife pictures. So if any, if you do have any... <laughs> You get, you think you've got that great photo of that thing, but actually it was fuzzy or flew away. Um, do uh, send them to us. So I'm at Sam Jaws Things on Twitter, and I'm at Jules L Howard on Twitter as so well. Yeah, get in touch and say hi and yeah. Awesome, right? Have yourself a lovely week. You too. Thank you very much, listeners, for listening, and we will see you probably in a few weeks' time. Wee.